0: From the Credit Union National Association, this is the CUNA News Podcast. Credit Union people.
1: Credit Union ideas.
0: The African-American Credit Union Coalition will hold its 25th anniversary annual conference, July 16th through the 20th, at the Atlanta Evergreen Resort. The theme of this silver anniversary event is Legacy which reflects the unique path AACUC and its partners have curated in the past quarter century. I'm Ron Jose, Senior Editor with CUNA News. In this episode of the CUNA News Podcast, Renee Saddywhite, President-CEO of the AACUC, and Maurice Smith, AACUC Board Chair and recently retired President-CEO of Local Government Federal Credit Union in Raleigh, North Carolina, provide a preview of the conference and share their thoughts on the tremendous progress the organization has made in recent years. One of the key moments of this year's conference will be the presentation of the first Maurice R. Smith DEI Leadership Award. Smith's legacy has shaped not only the AACUC, but the entire credit union movement. Among Smith's most forward-thinking contributions within the cooperative world is the eighth cooperative principle of diversity, equity and inclusion, formally adopted by the CUNA board in 2019. Renee Maurice, thank you for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you on the podcast. It's a real honor. So we're discussing the African American Credit Union Coalition's annual conference. Renee, do you want to tell us what's on tap this year? We're going to have our 25th annual conference at the Stone Mountain Park
2: near Atlanta, Georgia. And Stone Mountain has a history, a real torrid history, actually. And I'm excited because we don't care about that history. We are going to reclaim that Stone Mountain. And so in a nutshell, Stone Mountain was known to have the Ku Klux Klan lynch black people. So my board of directors, thank God I had a conversation with Maurice first and told them, I still think we need to do this. They kind of pushed back a little bit. But then when I explained, I wanted us to really... Really just go about healing. So it's our 25th anniversary. Our title is called Legacy. We've got some exciting things planned. We've got two formal dinners, award dinners, the Hall of Fame, and the uh, newly Marisa R. Smith DEI Leadership Awards, which I'm thrilled about. And then we have, sponsored by Visa and True Stage. but what's most important is that we have some exciting new speakers, especially around the area of air property. We find that African Americans don't know what to do, typically with their the the properties that are being handed down through generations or there's some legalities that to go through so one of the topics that are going to be is that and i'm excited about that along with for some of our younger people who have children we have childcare. isn't that great child care while you're in the while you're entertaining and while you're learning stuff at the conference you get to have your kids
0: somewhere else Look at you guys, the African-American Credit Union Coalition, just redefining the conference space and reclaiming it. I like that as well. One thing I want to touch on, a big thing, actually, is this is a big anniversary for the AACUC. It's 25th anniversary of the conference. So looking back, can you talk a little bit about where you were and where you are now? I
2: can talk about, like last year, I made a note that in our orientation, our new member orientation for the conference, new people coming to the conference, we had about 76 people. Ron, last year, I can promise you, 76 new people coming. The second conference we ever had had 76 people. So it is amazing how we have gone from just a very small social club type organization to a real as far as I'm concerned, a real bona fide organization that's well respected within the industry. So, having, having been built and created by founders who are, who are truly respected in the industry, again, another nod to them with our title, our, our model this year is legacy. I just think that so many things coming together. ACC is, has been blessed to do a lot of work, good work in the space. And I think because of that work, that's why people want to hang out with us.
0: The last five years have been, and the first word I use here was tumultuous, but it hasn't been just tumultuous. It's also been a time of great progress. And first, I'll start with you, Renee, and then we'll get to Maurice as well. But what has changed for the AACUC? Do you want to kind of get into that? What kind of change you've undergone in the last few years? Yeah, quite simply, and thanks again to the National
2: Credit Union Foundation for honoring us with the Anchor Award in 2022, which to me is the equivalent of the Nobel Peace Prize of the credit union industry. And one of the reasons why we received that is for the work that we were able to do during the social unrest with George Floyd and the pandemic. What what has happened is ACC has been able to really do a a really great job, in my opinion, of making sure that people want to come together and talk about some difficult conversations in a safe space. And so having the ability to do that, it's been phenomenal. We've gone from being in my personal den as an organization to being in two different spots, about five minutes away from each other with Peach State Federal Credit Union and Georgia United Credit Union. Debbie Smith and Marshall Batwell as presidents, helping us to secure our foundation as an organization. So the support that we continue to receive, like from CUNA, and thank you again for shout out to Jamar Jemison for doing our great video content. Our social media content is phenomenal. And with the partnership of CUNA, it's partners like you all that help us to look like we are just as mainstream as anybody else. So Ron, with all of that support, and the industry looking at how we can do things different and better, especially in the DEI space as it relates to equity, I think that's, that's, that's been the changing and turning point for ACC.
0: Maurice, what kind of change have you seen?
1: Well, first of all, Ron, thank you for the opportunity to be on your podcast. This is a privilege and a pleasure. So this, this is an insightful question that you would ask. You know, the, the world has changed, and that's the biggest change that we have seen here in the last few years. There have been times when AACUC felt that it needed to keep up with the times to remain relevant in the credit union movement and the social conversations that are happening in all of our communities. But we have seen under the leadership of Renee and the board of directors and the, the and the dedicated volunteers that help make this organization work, we're not just keeping up with the times, we are redefining the times. So the relevance of this organization is important, not just for some pocket of the credit union movement, but the entire credit union movement. The the core philosophies that define us as credit cooperatives really fit right in well with an AACUC, our contributions to the movement and what we offer to our members. So we've seen all kinds of changes take place. What I believe has happened here is the value proposition for the stakeholders, the AACUC is clear. So if you're looking for professional development, you're looking for an opportunity, and, and, and if you're looking for family, a place to belong, to find opportunities to really enhance your skills, our members are finding this is a platform for doing so. So it's been a remarkable change in, the, in how the organization has grown over the last few years, which makes me really excited about the future.
0: I totally agree with that family feel. And for all you listeners out there, if you've never been to the AACUC's annual conference, there's no conference around that has that family feeling like like their annual conference. It's 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 just it's one of one, that's for sure. So if you get an opportunity to experience it, you really owe it to yourself to do that if you're a credit union person. And on to our next question, and this is this is for Renee. You said you've established a leadership award in Maurice's name. Can you talk a little bit about what Maurice has meant to the AACUC? Oh, gosh. How about I start talking
2: about how Maurice R. Smith means so much to the credit union industry. Jim Nussel and I, we we talk regularly, and, and we have, we've often said how blessed we are to have had Maurice, for him as his chair, the first African-American to be chair of CUNA, and then for me to have him as my chair now. And and I and gracefully having him as my chair because he retired and he was like, no girl, I'm out of here. And I'm like, please stay, just please stay. So he ends his term in August, but he he did he did grace us with staying. But Ron, imagine and truly imagine to be under the tutelage of someone who has written the eighth cooperative principle, the eighth cooperative principle. There were seven for decades, decades. And then someone as talented and insightful as Maurice R. Smith pins another one. Oh my goodness. So that that in itself. And then watching watching his body of work and what he was able to do, there's two people that I can recite their bios like off the top of my head, and that'd be Pete Creer and Maurice Smith. And 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 I say that because I talk about them so much and what they've done and what things they've done in the industry. Like starting when Maurice started, he was he was a president of a 70 million dollar organization. When he left, it was over two billion. I mean, that kind of statistics. I'm not supposed to know that. That's his stuff. But I'm so impressed by what he was able to do. And then the leadership that he allows other people to have, especially with our board. What I'm really pleased about is that having Maurice on our board for all these years has, in my opinion, my humble opinion, elevated the board of of directors and governance of ACUC in such a way that we are really poised to do some really great things in the future. But as far as what Maurice R. Smith, why the award? there's, how can we not? And he didn't want it named after him. He, I kind of, and I knew he wouldn't. And so what I did was, Ron, this is a funny story. This is an inside baseball story. I got unanimously approved by the board first. And then I told him, this is what has happened. And this is why. And one of the reasons why is because he has written the eighth cooperative principle. He has meant so much to the credit union industry. What would we look like if we didn't, if we African-American, the African-American Union coalition did not take that into consideration and do something noteworthy. It was very important for me for us to do that.
0: Absolutely. and he, Like you said, he's meant so much to the entire credit union system that this award, as wonderful as it is, it just begins to scratch the surface of what he's done. And Maurice, you're retirement is just kind of a label because you said you're retired, but you're working as hard as ever. Do you want to talk about what your current mission is?
1: So so Ron, I want to add on to Renee's remark, and she is right. Had I had any inkling of an idea that what she was up to, that I would have found a way to sort of squash it. So I am either clueless as to what's going on around me or these are very good co-conspirators to sort of put this together. I I am deeply honored. And I, you know, I'm trying to figure out how to live up to the accolades that Renee has offered. I I think we make a really good team. She and I, as well as the AACUC board and all of our volunteers who work collaboratively in this space. And it's been a blessing for me to be part of the team. And so, so Ron, I'm all washed up. So I retired back in, in January and and so I, you know, I, I figured that I would not last very long by sitting on the front porching the first day, counting all the squirrels in my yard. And the second day I would name the squirrels in my yard and maybe the third day I would adopt them. But I figured that that's not the lifestyle I want. So you, you spend 43 years in this business and it's hard to turn it off like a light switch. You know, the, the, the philosophies, the values, the things that we stand on. They become part of your DNA. And so so I knew in retirement that while I may be leaving one position, that I wanted to find other ways to contribute. So today I practice law for nonprofit organizations, mostly religious organizations and churches in North Carolina. Every now and then I'm invited to, for, to a speaking engagement at a meeting or a conference here or there. I am deeply honored if folks want to hear my voice. And there's some advising and some consulting engagements that I have been involved with as well. What's really important to me, Ron, is this, those things that have driven me over the decades. I am, I am fixated on this idea of defeating poverty. All too long, we have members of our communities who struggle on a daily basis, regardless of the economic cycle, whether it's a recession or an expansion we know who suffers in our membership. We have the data to, to already suggest that and reveal it to us. Renee mentioned, you know, airs property, and that's a big challenge. And how do we prepare our communities to be able to tr- to transfer the wealth in the family to the next generation and not have it lost? Statistics let us know exactly what happened when, it's, when we haven't had proper estate planning steps and strategies put in place. That feels like the responsibility of a credit union looking after its members to not think of ourselves as just purveyors of, of a commodity product. But how do we help families break the cycle of poverty in their communities, in their families? And so so to the extent that I can contribute to that dialogue, I'm continuing to have thoughts along that way. And we'll look for new ways to hopefully be a little relevant in the future.
0: That's a big issue, Maurice, because and you both can speak to this. Because a challenge for for Black people is they have to develop that generational wealth. That's a big challenge for them, isn't it?
1: It really is a big challenge. Statistically, Ron, for families, for for a family or an individual who passes away, that did not have a, a last will and testament. Their, their family property is four times more likely to end up in foreclosure. So there are means of protecting these homes and making sure that wealth is transferred to the next generation. We know who's going to get hurt in the next recession, Ron. We know who it is. It's the same folks who were hurt in the last recession. It doesn't take any kind of magical data analytics. Right. So who puts it on their shoulders? Who have the chip to say that we're going to do something about this, by golly, once and for all, that's credit unions. That's that's our job to do that. So if it sounds like that I have a chip on my shoulder, perhaps I do. And perhaps Renee does. And I think you do too, Ron, and your audience, because you're listening to this because you care about these things and you're a part of this community of viewers because you believe in credit unions. Well, let's, let's do something about it.
0: Maurice, and to, to kind of build on that, I know you lead a life of servant leadership it, it literally gets you out of bed in the morning and what kind of legacy do you want to leave behind? I know you're still working and you're not the kind of person to talk about that but but you are kind of at this you've retired from the credit union movement. Do you want to talk a little bit about your legacy?
1: Well, thank you for the question ron it it Makes me a little uncomfortable to talk about legacy because, after all, I believe legacy is in is in the eyes of the beholder. And so, if if I were to leave something behind to to my colleagues in the crediting business, I would feel grateful if they felt a sense of hope. You know, in this work helping members in our communities, I have found that hope is an essential ingredient. If you don't have hope as an individual, as a leader, as a community, then you don't have the incentive or the motivation to look for something better. So I'd like for the leaders of the credit union movement, my colleagues at AACUC, to continue to hold on to this idea of hope and giving hope to our members and to consumers. There is something better for you, regardless of your state of life or where you happen to stand financially in the world. There is hope for you to do something better. So much of what I like to do when I have conversations with audiences and my colleagues and family and friends is to talk about what hope do they have. And that leads to ambitions and your dreams and your visions for the future. If that's a legacy, then I'm happy to leave that because I believe that's going to lead to the next great thing that's going to happen for each and every one of us.
2: And Ron, I'd like to add to that. I feel like I'm part of Maurice's legacy. Michelle Outlaw is part of Maurice's legacy. Dwayne Naylor is part of Maurice's legacy. Emma Hayes, Kevin Martin, Jamar Jemison, Ty Muse. To see a black man who has been on many different boards just to to be the chair of CUNA, that is just huge. So all of these things, the the recognition he received from Qs, all of the paths that Maurice took and all that we got to see is African American professionals, knowing that it was possible because he did it. I know it's possible. He was not a unicorn so much because because we've had the legacy board members, but that was a different era. So for the next era, that was Maurice R. Smith for, for professionals of my age and those who are behind me. So I believe that the legacy Part of the legacy that Maurice R. Smith leaves is the fact that we have professionals who are getting into the C-suite, who want to be in the C-suite, and are making a difference because they saw Maurice R. Smith make a difference.
0: And I I did think when I wrote that question, if, if Maurice wasn't up for answering that question, and knew we wouldn't have a problem finding any other people <laughs> to answer it for him. So so that was so it was I just wanted to ask it, but I know I could have answered it myself along with virtually anybody else who's ever crossed paths with him. Mm. And Renee, Maurice has talked about some of the challenges in the industry and you come at it from a slightly different perspective. Do you want to talk a little bit about the challenges, Renee? Sure. So as
2: everyone knows, if you heard me speak any at all, I will always tell you that I'm the possibility of people serving other people passionately. I'll say that again. I'm the possibility of people serving other people passionately. And that's why I'm in credit unions, because that's what we do. Everyone serves their members with a passion, especially the ones who are getting it right. I think that with ACC starting the commitment to change, credit union tonight against racism, initiative, that to me it's just it has blown up Ron the and how many different facets there is. Maurice talks about the rabbit hole and we we've got some products and services that we're able to do now. That might help people get out of that rabbit hole, find generational wealth, find ways to look at things in a different way, not just financial literacy, but I call it financial literacy with a twist, right? What's the educational component? How can we start earlier with our youth, teaching them how to, to play in the stock market, teaching them why savings is so important, and not just savings, but all of the legs on your table to make you financially solvent and whole? I think that the credit unions, while I'm while while I am encouraged that credit unions want to do better for equity there's always going to be problems and 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 gaps but I still believe that because of how credit unions were made up and why we were created that we we will be the driving force for changing America's hearts and minds especially in the United States about what it what it is to mean to work together and to have equity and I and if if I didn't believe that to my core I couldn't do the work that I'm doing, and I believe it. I believe it's possible. I was talking to someone earlier today,
0: and he goes, oh, that guy's never going to do that. Ron, I told him, no one tells me no. In a nutshell, let's build on that kind of more definitively. What is what is your future vision for the ACUC? You know, we've grown so quickly, Ron. We went from having me as a
2: consultant to having seven full-time people, ten contractors, really, I'm sitting in my brand new office. What's funny is I don't know what is. It's Mike Mercer's old office. So I asked Mike to come by and visit me so he could see his old office. I think that ACUC... Once we have all of our foundational things in place, I think that we will continue to be the lead organization that talks about diversity, equity and inclusion, but more importantly is looking at how we can bring everyone together with equity and purpose. What's the purpose? Just and I think that this builds on people helping people. I think it expands that. I think ACC has a has a unique opportunity especially because of Maurice's leadership, that we can get into doors that we wouldn't have been, I won't say welcome, but wouldn't able to access before because of his, because of his notoriety. And so I, I'm grateful. I think that the ACC team and the board of directors will continue to work in a way where we are moving the needle so that people can understand that everyone should have a voice. And, we want, and we'd like to make sure that everybody gets a chance to speak.
0: And Maurice, what, what is your vision for the future, for the industry and for the organization?
1: Well, that, that's a good question about it. And thank you for that. So I'll start with the latter, my vision for the, uh, for the future of the industry itself. And I'd like for the credit unions, the movement, and for members to see us as more than just a commodity provider. So to the uninitiated, you see financial services that are institutions offer and' they don't, and in some instances at first glance they don't look much different than banking services or for for-profit company offerings but there's a big difference in how we go about offering services and how we align our policies and our our services to our membership. so I think we ought to lean in very heavily on the fact that we are cooperatives and there's there's a philosophical difference between us and everybody else. Because I think consumers are looking for not just something different, but they want to look for a financial partner that matters to them and is going to have their best interests in mind. For AACUC, the future looks great for the organization. It's, it's just amazing how it has connected with this time. You know, Ron, I'd like to believe it, some point in the future, uh, I'll have a grandchild who will sit on my knee. I don't have any grandchildren today, but one day there'll be a grandchild sitting on my knee and say, "Granddad, back in 2023, what did you do during this time when we were talking about recessions and debt limits and wars and social unevil, and all this kind of thing? What did you do to contribute to the betterment of mankind?" And not to be able to say, "Well, you know." There is this organization called AACUC that I was a part of, and let me talk to you about the messaging and the programs and the things we did and how we uplifted people and just the spirit of the organization, how it infects you and wants you to do better, not just for yourself, but for your organization, for your community and your family. Let me talk to you about AACUC and what it's doing today and how it's it's continuing those values in the credit union space. And i like to be able to brag and say, you know, I had a very small part of that, that dialogue. So I see the organization as having a great future for itself. Society will change over time, Ron. It, it always does. Social norms will fluctuate back and forth. But throughout all, all of those kinds of, you know, evolutions, AACUC will be keen to have a situational awareness to understand Here's how our message fits in contemporary times. And so I am confident it has a great future ahead of it because it's going to be fixated and focused on what's good for the membership during that time.
0: Thanks for listening to the CUNY News Podcast. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio.